welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Michael. And I'm Molly. And we are together today, which is very exciting, as always. Um, and we just finished watching the first three episodes of The Traders U.S. on Peacock. We're so excited to give our thoughts on this. This is a show we've been waiting for for months now since they announced first announced the cast uh, back at the end of last year um, in September, actually. So it's been a little while. Um, and we are so excited to kind of just run through the cast. We are going to give our thoughts on the first three episodes, just go um, contestant by contestant, and give our thoughts on how they're playing so far, any predictions for the rest of the season, and uh, we will go ahead and start. So Molly, what were your thoughts on the first three episodes overall? Yeah, I was so excited for the show to come back, and it definitely did not disappoint in the first three episodes. I was really happy. To see we already already had seen just like the stacked up cast they had for this show so it was already like we had these high expectations and it did live up to it honestly like i'm like it's only three episodes so far and i'm like can't wait for the rest already uh yeah. so i'm excited no i totally agree i think it's just such like it's kind of like watching the avengers of <laughs> like reality tv and not even just competition reality tv because you have housewives you have uh they're bravo celebrities and bachelor people and i mean it, love island it, it, you know it's such a mix of so many different reality tv worlds that i watch all of them so it's really like it's just so crazy watching these people interact and um it, yeah it did not disappoint it was these first three episodes were so good i love all the little changes they've made from season one as well um which we can get into uh the first i would say there's really three big changes that they made the first obviously being that this is all reality stars um did you like that better than the half and half they did last time yeah i think it makes this show like it just makes more sense having it all be reality stars um just gives them all like that level kind of playing field of like this everyone here is just from reality shows versus like here's the regular people and then here are the stars you know like it's just like it just I like it better that it's all the same I agree I think that you know you could tell the difference in season one like it was so stark the difference between the reality stars just in terms of even just feeling comfortable in front of cameras and I think just kind of knowing how to maneuver and play the game a little bit more and the you know like Andy and Quentin for example last year like they were so like they almost like villainized the traitors in a weird way where it was like oh my god these people are actually like horrible people and it's like no they're this is a game and like I feel like you don't have to explain that to the reality stars like yeah. they just know it going in especially the competition people and you can almost even tell the difference like look at like Deontay for example like in this uh first three episodes you know in the last one was like you could tell that he's kind of wanting to quit at a certain point and we don't know if he does he might you know stick it out um but it, it's really weighing on him in a way that it, it just doesn't weigh on these reality stars because they've done this before they know what it is um so yeah i agree and just in terms of also if probably pretty equal screen time i mean there yeah. are some that, that got a little more than others but i feel like in season one the non-reality stars you barely got to know you barely saw them and so this felt a lot more yeah and also i feel like because they already like they could give like the preconceived notions of like these people like are from certain shows and like this is how they act 
like that already put a target. I mean, they already also like saying that for this season as well with like certain shows that people were from. But I feel like last season, like the reality stars did have more of that target too, just because yeah. like they were seen as more strategic, which obviously they were. Exactly. So. Yeah, no, that's a good yeah. point. That's very true. Um, the second difference from season one is that uh, from the very beginning, they, uh, Alan only picked two traders, oh, yes. and then got they got to recruit a third at the very beginning. Now we did see a recruitment last year, but it was towards the end with Ari. So did you like this rather than them picking three from the beginning that they got to pick two and then they got to recruit their third? Yeah, I did like that because then it wasn't just the, like, whoever, like, I don't know who chooses who the first traders are going to be, like, producers on the back end of that. But it's interesting then to see the two that they chose, who then they are going to choose to bring in. And, like, that added another layer that was exciting to see just in general of, like, that strategy that went into getting another trader, mm-hmm. too, which I think they obviously chose the right one. I wanted her to be the trader, so yeah. um, I think that was cool to see that as well. Yeah, I agree. I like that. I like giving more authority to the players yeah. rather than the producers. I feel like is always a good and always makes for an interesting decision that they have to make an interesting show i remember thinking in season one the traders had such an advantage such an advantage over the regular players because they didn't have to worry about the killing you know they only had to worry about getting through the round table and that was it each week whereas everyone else had to worry about two different ones and you know the traders have all the information the regular players don't so i like this have giving the traders more choices to make and more uh, you know making their game a little bit harder i like because i think that that makes it a little bit more fair all around and if a trader wins they had to do more than in season one the traders have to do yeah not saying cerise win was incredible i am certainly not taking anything away from cerise win but i just i i like the little changes that they've made yeah and I feel like oh, we can get to it. What also just happened end of episode three yes. with them actually having to go like try to kill someone in the setting of seeing everyone like that puts another like I don't know just like could be sus situation of like yeah you just don't know like how you can even get away with that like that's a lot of risk too right with the poison chalice yeah bringing up and yeah. yeah that was fantastic because they could decide all they want you know that I want you know. Uh, MJ to, to die, whoever, you know, their first choice, John, and John Harvey gave John the chalice and he didn't drink out of it. So now they have to, in that moment before that, you know, that clock strikes and they have to go to bed, they had to figure out a way to get somebody else and change a plan. So I love that. That, that was a great uh, example of that too. Um, and then the third was the, um, with the shields. So the ability to win um, shield during the challenge. I love that change. Season one, if you remember, they had to go to the armory um, and some, you know, they picked a random sword, I think. And then whoever, yeah. Because yeah. they only did it for the second half of the season also. Uh-huh. And so it was so random and Ari got it every single time somehow. Oh, they just had to choose. Yeah, it was right. so out of It was lot. random. Yeah. And he, it, it was such a waste, a twist, because Ari didn't need it. He was a traitor at that time. And so yeah. 
I love that, that what they've done with this is make it during the challenge that you have to make a choice between do you want to help the team win money and fully focus on that or do you want to play a little more selfishly and spend some of that time not helping the team but helping yourself yeah. and i love that that's the way that they did it i think it makes the challenges mean more because in season one that was another thing we said was that challenges meant nothing and in season two now the challenges actually have so they serve a purpose yeah and you know you by the end of it, a few people or one person or maybe nobody will be safe yeah. from being killed. So what did you think of that? Yeah, no, I agree. Because I feel like the shields now, like, they matter. I mean, like, or the challenges matter. And also the shields aren't totally random. Like, you have to fight for it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, which we obviously have seen some drama already related to the shields, which also adds some of, like, that, like, oh, like, also who wants to go for the shields? Who doesn't? Just because, like, anyone can go for it even if you're a traitor so then mm-hmm. that also can add to it of oh if everyone's looking for it then like you still don't know who the traitors are but like even like because obviously the shields are important regardless because you don't want to be seen as that traitor um but i like that it's in the challenges now because then it's like everyone's seeing who's trying for the right like i feel like janelle has probably gotten the most heat from going for the shields um you know we saw in episode one that she went for it right away she didn't help untie anyone I know. she just zoomed past and got that shield yeah and then in episode three she was fighting for it with that consume yeah. And, um, you know, people have said kind of that she's a selfish faithful is what they basically kind of it seemed like determined about her. And so she's not really under suspicion as a creator, which is a great thing. Yeah. But they do think she's a selfish faithful, which maybe as you get a little further along, if there's no obvious traitor, you might just go ahead and cut the selfish faithful because they're more, in, yeah. you know, inclined to help themselves rather than trying to help the group. So, you know, that could that could hurt her down the line, maybe. But I feel like it's not going to here. Um, so let's go ahead, I guess, and go through the cast one by one. We're just going to go in alphabetical order and give our thoughts on their game so far, um, what we think of them, and their chances going forward. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with Bergy. So Bergy is from Love Island, USA, season five. And uh, Bergy, I feel like, has kind of going into it seemed like the wide-eyed but she tell newbie who has no idea what's happening and you know can't lie i mean in episode one you saw like that even though he was a faithful he was so suspicious because he was just red and like just stuttering through his words and i feel like he probably had no idea what he was getting himself into but he seems to kind of come into his own a little bit in episode three and he was really helping during the challenge with the spotlight uh graveyard challenge he was the one who figured out the pattern and i mean that was pretty unexpected and um in the round table he started things off calling out dan um and saying you need to defend yourself and i love that for him i'm proud of him proud of bergalicious (laughs) that's funny his nickname that yeah um but I like Bergy. I mean, I didn't really know him at all before, but I also agree with everything that you were saying in terms of, like, he's kind of grown into being, like, I think he just, like, was total shock when he first got there of, like, oh, like, this is a game. Like, it's, like, he wasn't used to that. Like, no one has strategy on the back. So it's, like, he just, like, wasn't in that environment before. 
Um, which obviously is also the case for some other people too, which we can go into more, but like in terms of that, he was just like totally like not in his comfort zone, but now I feel like he's learned and like kind of growing into it a bit. Yeah, 100%. Um, what do you think are his chances going forward? I don't think he's going to win at all, but I think he'll make it decently far. I think he'll like, I don't know. I don't know if the traders will get him out because I just feel like he's just not that big of a threat. So unless people start to think of him as a traitor, which I don't know if they will because he can't really lie, mm-hmm. then like I think he could make it pretty far. Yeah, I think the only reason why maybe he would get killed by the traitors is just because it would be like one of those randoms. Like yeah. where they just pick someone random who there's you know, maybe they feel like that the faithfuls are starting to sense a pattern of like the bigger personalities, like, you know, Johnny they picked at the very beginning and I guess Marcus isn't like a personality necessarily, but like I think it's just one of those like, whoa, this is random. Like, why, why would they do this type of thing? Throw them off the scent. I don't know. That's the only reason I could see them doing it, but I could also see him just making it really far, like you said, because nobody thinks he's a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. CT Chris Tamborell. Um. No, best known for obviously being on fifty million in one season, so the challenge. Um, and he, you know, he's a physical beast. Like, he, on the challenge, is the most intimidating guy that you could possibly go against in an elimination. Um, on here, I feel like he, you know, physical competitions are his strength. I don't think strategy is his strength. I don't think that he's the most, you know, he's the one that you're going to talk strategy with for hours. But, um, what do you think about his yeah. game so I mean, I feel like we haven't really seen him a ton yet. Like, we have seen some clips of him talking about, like, general stuff. But I think he's more of just that, like, physical asset in the challenges. So they might not get rid of him anytime soon. Um, But, like, I don't know if he's going to actually make it all the way to that. But he'll be around for a bit, hopefully. Yeah, I don't think that many people are suspicious of him, really. Like, I feel like CT's not a great liar. And they probably can sense that. So, uh, yeah, if I were them, I wouldn't focus on getting a CT out. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I don't really know why the traders would kill him, but like, he's also not one that I feel like they're any of them. Well, Phaedric seems kind of close to him, I guess, in the beginning at least. They seem to have a bond. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Parv or, or Dan uh, are super close to him. Um, so uh, maybe they would get him out just because like he's not like they're gonna go out of their way to protect him. But, yeah. Um now we go to Dan. Dan yes. is a traitor. So Dan is we've seen a lot of Dan. Um and look, he is a big brother legend. He won season 10, he got runner up on season 14. Many think that he should have won season 14. Um and he's He's just a legend who I don't think anyone ever thought we would see him again on a show like this. So to see him here is just wild. I mean, he caught throughout some budget to get Dan, to get Chanel, to get Parvati, Sandra. Like, they had to pull some strings over like, to get this group together. Um, <laughs> also probably helps that it's only like two-week filming <laughs> and they stay in the main. But... Um, what yeah, what are your thoughts on how Dan has done so far as a trainer? Yeah, I feel like 
I mean, he's been talking like so. I feel like the it was almost like foreshadowing in a way that like he wasn't gonna fully play play under the radar the whole time because he's like, oh, like I'm gonna be fine. Like no one's gonna suspect me. And then literally in the third episode, he's already suspected. Mm -hmm. So I mean, he got out of it. So that at least like helped him. But I still think because that was already on people's minds, like. I think they're gonna still be thinking about it somewhat, like even if it's not like oh, like they didn't get him out obviously this episode. So, but I don't know how long like if he'll make it to the end with that like kind of suspicion already. I do think he's smart, and I think like he was able to talk his way out of become like thinking he was the traitor. So like that was good on his end, but. I guess he has to keep, I think he just needs more, like, what they were saying, like, he needs to talk more, I guess, in terms of, like, which, also, that was also annoying, I feel like we heard a lot in last season, where everyone was like, oh, you're too quiet, you're, you're the traitor, but it's like, they just might not have something else to say to the group that's, like, don't want to get Well, and it's in also trouble. suspicious if you yeah. kind of say something that's alternative to the common yeah. theory. How do you win? It's like, why are you defending this person? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like last season especially, it was very a mob mentality. Like, everyone was after Tate. Everyone was after... Uh, yeah. I forgot the guy's name. But, um, you know, this season feels like it's a little bit less of that. Um, I think it's not... People aren't suspecting someone who maybe gives an alternate theory to someone else um yeah but yeah you know dan look dan is known for getting himself out of impossible situations <laughs> like i've seen some people online saying like oh dan is overrated like he's already people are already suspicious of him but that's what it was on big brother too is that every time he had a little bit of a slow start, a little bit quiet, people suspicious of him, and then he gets himself out somehow, he works his way out of it. And they call it Dan's Mist, where it's like everybody just falls under his spell. And all of a sudden, they go from being suspicious of him to loving him and not even thinking of him at all as a threat. Like... And it's just incredible. I mean, look, on Big Brother, he had Dan's funeral. He was about to be evicted. He was on the block. And then he somehow, he made everybody feel so bad for him. People were crying. And suddenly, Brittany goes out the door because he convinces everybody to to change course. And I mean, it, it was incredible to watch. And so I'm not too worried about his ability to get himself out of this. You know, I, look, he could be the next one out for all I know. I don't know anything, but if I know Dan, he's going to work his way out of this and come out smelling like roses. I think so, too. I think that was, like, part of why they are showing us all that, too, was just to show, like, well, he could be worried, or it could be worrying him right now that he could be the traitor, but it's not going to be that long that he's going to be suspended. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Deontay. So okay. Deontay is um, a boxer. I didn't know anything about Deontay going into this, um, but what are your thoughts on how he's been playing so far? Yeah, I feel like I didn't know him at all either, but I think he's like, it's interesting because what you're saying, he's not from the reality show, so he's kind of like getting more of that emotional effects of it of thinking like oh no like my friends are leaving like I'm voting them out sort of thing like the other people on the shows who've been like like on Big Brother or Survivor like had to vote people out they don't react that way so I think he's just in shock of like 
oh, like this is upsetting, but I think he'll be fine overall. Like I think he'll come down to being fine about it, but it's interesting seeing him in this kind of world too, of like he's just not used to it. Mm -hmm. um, but I like watching him. I don't have any like hard feelings towards him. Yeah, I actually really did like him. I think that you could tell how much he liked him. Like yeah. when he was really going after Max and then Max ended up being faithful, like I think that was just kind of his he was like, I know how it feels to be targeted and then, you know, everybody going after you and now I'm part of that. And you could just tell that it was really weighing on him. And I felt really bad for him that this isn't his thing. But it, you could tell, like, sometimes this happens on the challenge too when they get these people from random worlds coming into a show like that where it's just like, this isn't what I do. Like, you know, I don't like this. And uh, yeah, that's like, I mean, he's to me the closest thing probably on this show. Maybe John also. Um, but like two kind of like a random newbie going yeah. into it where he's just not anything that he's used to. And, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I hope he doesn't quit and I hope that maybe by the end he kind of, you know, gets the hang of it more and um, is really puts his mind. For sure. Um, now, I just realized that we skipped bananas oh yeah well he, because he on this list yeah, yeah well let's just uh, you know we can talk about him now um so bananas was the first casualty of the traders he was uh the first person to be killed which was kind of shocking to me as someone who's used to seeing bananas usually make it really really far on the challenge you know nobody usually tries to dare to get him out early yeah um this is a different world and he um had never maybe faced a competitor like Dan Giesen. <laughs> um and yeah I mean look it's very different obviously like it's not like he has a chance to go into an elimination to defend himself like on the challenge so it's different but um were you surprised to see bananas go out this early yeah I was I definitely thought like what you're saying it's like producers wouldn't want that to happen usually of like they kind of protect him on the challenge mm -hmm. so he was not protected here and just got gone right away which i was happy about because i feel like he has enough screen time on his other shows so he didn't need to be on the creators so he's been on like five shows this year yeah. like I, I will count them he was on the challenge rider dies which went into 2023 i think then he was on the challenge world championship in 2023 then he was on the challenge usa 2 he was on house of villains and now he's on the traders so in the last year he has been on five different shows so and he made it very far on all of those so well not world championship but still um so he's had enough we see enough bananas and i was okay with him leaving Certainly, I was glad he was there. It's fun to see him, you know, in a different world with all these different people that we're not used to seeing him with. Um, but we we've seen enough of him, and I was okay with him being the first casualty uh, and being able to see more of the people we haven't seen in years and years. Um, okay, so back to your three of us. Um, Ekansu, Ekansu is from Love Island, UK. Um, I didn't know a ton about her. I did not, I've not watched Love Island UK, but I had certainly heard her name. I knew that she was a winner of, uh, a, a recent season of that, and she's a pretty big name from it. And, um, 
I, I've heard from a lot of people who watch Love Island UK, like, you're going to love her. She's incredible. She's great TV. So we haven't seen a ton of her, I feel like, so far. But from what we've seen, I do like her, and she seems unafraid to, you know, stand up for herself. You know, with Janelle, and they got into their little fight um, in the last challenge, uh, fighting over the uh, the shield. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't have a ton else to say. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I feel like we just haven't gotten to see a ton of her yet. Like, I, if she continues on more in the season, I feel like. We'll probably get to see more, but right now it's just more just like, oh yeah, like she was one of the little little mi- mi- middle like little fight. I was gonna say like middle fight, I don't know. <laughs> um, middle ground fight. Um, but it was just a little occurrence with Janelle, yeah. which it's not even a fight. So it was just going for the shield. But sure. I don't know what we'll see from her in the future, but I like her so far. Yeah. I agree. All right, and speaking of Janelle, Janelle is coming up next. Uh, Janelle is a Big Brother legend. She's been on four seasons more than anyone else, and she came in third place in two of those seasons, out kind of early on the other two, just because she was such a big threat. And in season 14, a big part of the reason why she was out was because of Dan. So them coming into the season, like, I know that they're friends. They're good. Like, they have no animosity uh, towards each other from Big Brother. That was 10 years ago or more. Um, But they i i figured that they would very much align together and it's so cool to see them together again and i love janelle she was one of the first reality stars that i really really rooted for uh because she was on my first big brother season that i really watched full the full season of big brother six uh and it was so fun uh to see that she's still doing these shows and um i think she's doing she's really well she's won two life shields so far and uh, she's uh, doing, I, I feel like I have a lot more faith that she's going to make it further in this show than I have the last couple of Big Brother appearances she's done. So I'm happy. What are yeah. your thoughts? No, I definitely think she's coming out strong with the two shields already. Um, I mean, I think she's like a competitor, like what Dan was talking about with her. Like she's not afraid to like stick up for what she believes in too, which is nice. Like in this setting, like you kind of just have to like speak your mind. Tell your tell your thoughts. So I think she's gonna be good and continuing in that, like just like making sure I mean she's not a traitor, obviously. So I'm interested to see like who she does consider to be the traitors and like who she'll try to get out um based on that. But I'm if, sure. if I had a guess, I think that she knows or is very suspicious of Dan, yeah. but she knows that Dan's not gonna kill her. Yeah. So why why rat him rat him out? Why, you know, uh, I could see eventually if Janelle feels like maybe she is, people are suspicious of her being a traitor. Then at that point, I could see her maybe saying to people, oh, Dan, I think he's suspicious, like, and actually turning the tide on him. Then Dan goes out and then everybody's like, oh, my God, Janelle, you got the traitor out. Like, you're the hero you're obviously not a traitor. And so then I can see that her using that to her advantage later down the line. But I don't think it'll be for a little while. Like, I could see at least for the next, like, maybe three, four weeks, I think that she's going to keep her mouth shut if she is suspicious. Yeah, I agree. All right. Now we got John Burko. 
um, the parliamentarian member, British parliamentarian, um, or ex-parliamentarian member, um, one of the most random casting choices. I don't know where they thought of him with this group, <laughs> but you know what? He's been kind of entertaining. I'm not mad about him being there. I think that this whole, I mean, we can get to it more when we talk about Tamara, but this whole thing about his breathing being suspicious to people <laughs> it's funny. was really funny to me. Uh, from the very start, I mean, like, Janelle at the very beginning was sitting right next to him and said, like, God, you were breathing hard when, <laughs> yeah. when he, Alan was coming around and that kind of putting some suspicion onto him. Um, but it seems like people are kind of over that. This is probably true. But what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. He is very random. But I don't know. Like, I mean, that breathing stuff is just kind of stupid. It's like, yeah, that matters. But it just becomes, I feel like it's blowing up more than it needed to be. Um, I mean, there's always, you can literally, based on the smallest of things, people forget. So yep. that's, it makes sense. But yeah, so I don't know if he's going to make it that far, though, just because he doesn't really add much to it. He doesn't really subtract much either, but, like, mm -hmm. I feel like he's just not as much fit as other people. Right. Um, we can go to Kevin. So Kevin is from Bling Empire. I've seen a little bit of Bling Empire, but I haven't watched, like, full season of it so I was familiar with Kevin but I didn't know too much about his personality yeah. I feel like he's probably in survivor terms people call it a purple edit when you don't get shown mm -hmm. um and I feel like he's probably gotten our most purple edit so far mm -hmm. I feel like we just haven't seen very much of him the most probably that we saw was when he kind of got into this fake fight with Peter then yeah. planning this this fake fight between the two of them um, in the third episode. And look, I think to a certain extent, it was a smart idea because you want to kind of make people think that you're not working with the people, I guess, that you are working with and kind of throwing suspicion, like fake suspicion onto each other, I guess, is a smart move. But to me, the problem with it was that it was almost like they didn't listen to anything that happened during the court. Like, I could, I, I think it would have been smarter for them to kind of, like, just slowly bring up each other, but then not vote for each other. Like, vote, I just think that it, it felt like the fact that they voted for each other, that felt more suspicious to me than if they had just not done that. Yeah, and I don't even think they really showed us that, like, I don't even know if they were fighting. Because they were like... Right just voted each other during the table. But they didn't say, they didn't say anything yeah. else. So I'm like, did they just cut it out? Or... But that's what I'm saying. I think they should have done the opposite. Like, they should have yeah. just called each other out. And not voted. But then not voted for each other because yeah. it, it felt weird. Like, they didn't... They were not listening to anything that was happening. And so they just kind of went with their own thing that they had planned before this, no matter what actually happened during the round. Well, someone else voted for Kevin. I'm forgetting who it was. So, right. Which was also yeah. random. So they were like, oh, you're too quiet. So maybe they did just cut out what they said. Yeah. Like, that makes me think that they didn't show us, like, what they said, because it didn't really matter. Yeah. But they probably did say something that convinced one other person that maybe Kevin was a traitor. Yeah, but it's funny, because, I mean, just, like, you know, Peter, 
besties, so yeah, I just wanted to right sway other people, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but I could see Kevin making it kind of far just because I don't. I, I, think, I, I could also see him kind of the same thing I said about Birdie, where the traders just kind of pick someone random who none of them are close to. I could see them killing Kevin. So, actually, the more I think of it, he's probably going to be gone in a couple of weeks just because of that. Like, I feel like they'll just kind of kill him because it just seems random. Yeah. Um, now, Larsa. Larsa is from Rebels in Miami. Uh, we could talk about Larsa. Let's talk about Larsa and Marcus together. Yeah. And Marcus um, comes up next. Next, alphabetically, anyways, yeah. <laughs> well, kind of. Oh, next, kind of. Next. But, um, Larsa, Larsa has not had a great season on Miami Housewives, so maybe my negative feelings about her are kind of shadowed, overshadowed by that right now. But um, Larsa I, is the type of person, I feel like, who every week is going to, when they kill a faithful, is going to say, I knew it. I never thought this person was a traitor, <laughs> even if she was vouching for the entire time trying to get them killed. Like, she will somehow make it about the fact that it was their fault for not defending themselves well. Like, she said about, uh, she said about Peppermint. Yeah. Rather than saying, oh, we were wrong, we need to yeah. do something differently. <laughs> She's like, no, it was their fault. <laughs> so, that's Larsa like in a nutshell. Blame. Right. That's yeah. Larsa in a nutshell to me. Um, but look, she's she's been getting a lot of screen time, it seems like. She's been a kind of a main character this season, um, and she's certainly not uh, holding her opinions back, especially since Marcus was uh, killed by the traitors. Yeah. Uh, Marcus was the second person killed by the traitors. And, you know, he started to get a little suspicious of Dan, which is why Dan had to cut him. And ever since Marcus was... Killed, I feel like Larsa has been like on a mission to get a traitor out to avenge her boyfriend. So we will see if she's successful in that mission. What What do you think about Larsa? Yeah, I didn't know her in a lot of the of, of Miami, so I haven't like had any preconceived notion of what she's like until I saw her on Traders. And so, I mean, I feel like in general, like yeah, she's getting a lot of the screen time. Of just in general, like the stuff they want to talk about or stuff she's talking about in the groups of people. Um, and I feel like with her and Marcus, like it was a good move on the traders to take out Marcus just because I knew the two of them were like tight as they're dating, obviously. Mm -hmm. So it's it was good, good move on the traders part to break that up. Um, so in general, like, and also because Marcus is smart, but I don't know, I feel like Larsa will be. A, a key player in this game. Hmm. I don't see how she's going to go out that soon. Uh, I feel like if the traders got her out, like that would be like a big, like, oh, like they can't get her out right now because that's just like a big target then. Right. And yeah. she's not right. She's kind of very yeah. loud but wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Although she is, she is suspicious of Dan. Dan, yeah. So that could play into something later on i feel like where she really hones in on Dan eventually like i could see that to where she really has her sight set on him and convinces other people that Dan is suspicious and, and they need to get him out so maybe eventually it might be good for them to get her out because of that because i think she has the like kind of that leadership instincts to really like band people together yeah so it, you know maybe at some point it's like 
got to head off the snake. But then is that too suspicious? If she's really suspecting Dan and then she gets killed, it's like, well, so maybe it's almost more that they need to, like, convince the others that they need to kill her or get her at a round table. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, we will see. Um, next we have MJ from Shots of Sunset. MJ... I feel like, again, we haven't seen a ton of MJ yet, but she seems to actually be a pretty good player in this, where she is opinionated. She is, you know, giving her thoughts, but she's not too loud. She's not making herself a main focus. I feel like she's able to kind of give her input enough to where people aren't thinking she's too quiet, but she's also able to kind of be hands-off and not dig too much into it to where she becomes suspicious herself. Yeah, I agree. That I feel like her edit so far has been good. That's like she's only showing like parts that like the conversations that she's having are like actual credible conversations. Mm-hmm. Like they're smart and thought out, but then she's not like overbearing the whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I could see her actually making it very far. Yeah. Unless she ends up being killed with a poison chalice. She's an option. But it didn't look like she it was didn't, gonna drink yeah, it. Yeah, it, it didn't look like it didn't like Parvati kind of got uh gave up on trying to get her to drink it. So um next we have uh actually Parvati. Oh no, sorry. We Max. we skipped Max. <laughs> Let's yeah. go to Max. Um so Max was the second person uh banished at the round table. He was our most recent exit. I feel like Max's biggest mistake to me was not going into rooms when people invited him in. Like, he would kind of, like, interrupt a conversation, and then they would say, oh, come in. And then he'd be like, oh, no, I'm good. And I feel like that's so weird and suspicious yeah. behavior. And it's almost like he wanted, didn't want to be interrogated or something, and so he would just get him out of, stuff out of the situation where he thought he might have, to, like, a strategy conversation. And it was weird, um, but obviously he was a faithful, but I could definitely see how I would be suspicious of him. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, I feel like in general, like what they were also saying, it's like he's not in like a competition show usually. I mean, then it was always competition, but like not like voting people out. Very, very different. So he's not doing the strategy of stuff. And I feel like he also was just like getting shocked of like, what happens here or like right, right. he just was too nice of a person it seemed like or just like didn't really try to talk much strategy with other people mm-hmm. um as he was like walking out of the rooms so yeah yeah I, I think for a while i was kind of impressed i was like oh he's getting in there but yeah. then at the end yeah, but also sad. what they read from him to like kind of like use as proof was his reaction yeah. Which is also interesting. Where he was laughing. Yeah, he laughed yeah. when Peppermint got voted or got sent home and then or when he got killed and then when uh, he also was like shocked like with pretending to be shocked or what they thought was pretending to be shocked when um who was it? Someone was announced. When it was um oh it was Peppermint. Mm-hmm. No, who was the one he also they also gave an example of when they were walking in. Oh Marcus. When he didn't act shocked and thought that Marcus was there. Oh, yeah. So, like, there are two examples of that. But mm-hmm. those people had to be, like, really looking at him. Right, right. Well, what else do you have to do there? You're yeah. You're got to look at people exactly. that's trying to see who looks suspicious to you. Yeah. Um. Okay, now Parvati. Now, Parvati started as a faithful, was recruited as a traitor. 
I love Parvati. This was one of the yes. people I was most excited to see on this season. Um, uh, she is, like, she led one of the most notorious tribe of women on Survivor of all time, but she was able to help convince Eric Reichenbach, 21-year-old ice cream scooper, <laughs> to give up his immunity idol. Not immunity idol, immunity necklace. That you didn't even have to, you know, find an idol. He won the immunity necklace, and they convinced him to give it to Natalie Bolton, and they voted him out in final five. And I mean, it's such an iconic, incredible moment that Harvey was a huge part of, and she ended up winning that season, and then was runner-up um, next to Sandra on Heroes vs. Villains. So that's where their history started, um, and yeah, I think Harvey's doing an amazing job so far. It seems like nobody is suspecting her as a traitor that we've seen. And she is just really playing it great so far to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you think? I agree. I mean, there was that one at very first, um, when they first gave the taps of who oh, was with the Larsa, traitor. yeah. Larsa saying that she seemed like he stopped and patted Parvati. But ever since then, like, no one has said anything about her being a traitor, which I think... She wasn't even a traitor? No, she, she wasn't a traitor then, um, but I think she's playing the game really well. Um, I'm just a little bit worried now with this um, poisonous chalice, what's the word? Chalice. Chalice, because I don't know how that, like, what the repercussions of that's going to be. That's gonna, why I love it. Yeah. So that's going to, I hope it isn't hurt her in any way. I know. I wish she wasn't the one doing yeah. it. I, I wish that Dan or Phaedra always like, no, I love all of them. I don't want any of them to go. But yeah. especially Parvati. Like, I wish it was someone else that was going to get the heat of that. Me but, too. But um, we'll see what happens, but I love Parvati as well. Yeah. And now we have Peter, Pilot Pete from The Bachelor. And I knew you were very familiar with Pete before this. So yeah. uh, what were your thoughts on uh, how he's done so far? Um, I feel like he's been okay. Like, he's not great, but he's not, like, he's not trying to make a big target on himself, too. So that's, I guess, that's a good thing. But then maybe people are going to start being like, oh, he's too quiet, kind of thing. Um, but overall, like, I feel like of people who, like, from, like, Ari made it pretty far. So I feel like he's, like, kind of almost like an Ari person of, like, He's able to get along with people and like hang out with the whole group and like people are gonna like him. So I don't know if he's gonna have any problems necessarily. I think he might just go because he's like kind of not that important. But I don't think he'll be suspected for a while as a traitor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I think if Peter is as quiet as Dan, I feel like it's not quite as suspicious because Dan people expect to they know his reputation. Yeah. Like, they know how good he is at these games. Even if they've never seen Big Brother, like, I'm sure that people, other people who do know him have told them how amazing he is and how, you know, legendary he is at Big Brother. Whereas Peter is known for The Bachelor. Like, he's yeah. not known to be on a strategic reality show. So, like, I feel like him being quiet maybe isn't as suspicious to people. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think he's doing fine. I mean, you know, I think as the numbers dwindle down and we get to see a little bit more of everyone, we'll we'll see more of Peter and we'll see kind of how his strategic thoughts are. And it's, yeah, it was funny because he was like, "This is a genius idea about the 
his idea to him and Kevin to have a fight, and then that one really didn't play out. That's no, fine. like I think it had potential. Like I could absolutely see how he could come up with that plan and think it's really smart. Yeah, which it could be, but they just don't think they executed. No, like if to he me, was trying it to felt be fake. Yeah, like I don't know if they were suspicious of it, but like to me, it felt fake. Like that would actually just throw suspicion on the same. So, I mean, it didn't seem like that happened, like the suspicion part of it. No, but, not yet, at least. Yeah, so we'll see. But, I mean, I'm rooting for him. I like watching his seasons. <laughs> yeah. Next, we have Peppermint, um, our last banished uh, or killed uh, contestant so far to discuss. Um, Peppermint, look, I, I really was upset to see her go this early. I think she has so much potential on this show to be a big personality and um, really entertaining. And And she's from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, she's from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, And she seemed to actually be a big fan of these shows. Um, And so I'm always sad to see, like, someone who's an actual fan who knows these people to get out that early because I feel like that is a big advantage being on a show like this where like if you know Dan's game if you know Janelle's game you know Parvati Sandra like if you were familiar with these people mm-hmm. I feel like it's a big advantage to say like okay like I know that Janelle is good at competitions and I know that she's loyal and so I that's somebody that I want to latch on to I know that Dan is sneaky and very good at convincing people that's someone I want to be weary of like to know that I feel like is really helpful and so I don't know how big of a fan she is. Like, I feel like it was more people saying that, like Phaedra saying that. But we, I don't know that we heard so much from Peppermint herself. So I don't know how what shows she has watched. But, um, I yeah, I was sad to see her go this early. But it kind of, you know, I think it was really on Trishel to, like, you know, get the ball rolling. But then she didn't do herself any favors by making that little slip up, saying, you know, that, oh, if uh, she wants, if she's worried about banishing a traitor rather than saying a faithful, that really threw up everybody's red flag. And then in the morning, the breakfast saying, um, kind of trying to rationalize bananas going early. That seemed like she was trying to, I don't know, defend her decision as a traitor. Um, so all of that kind of, you know, didn't do her do her any favors, but. Yeah. I mean, I would have liked to see her more throughout the season as well, but. I mean, it was a game, so yeah. people have to get out, sadly. And on a show like this, where there's so many amazing players, someone yeah. that you really like is bound to go earlier than you would hope they would. So that's, you know, double-edged sword there, having an amazing cast like this. Yeah, and we're going to get to see all of her outfits. I know! <laughs> well, we have a reunion coming okay. up, so I'm sure she'll pick up a good one for that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, now we have Phaedra Parks. Uh, from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, I want to do a disclaimer on this. I know why Phaedra was fired from Real Housewives of Atlanta. It was a very controversial exit. She um, accused, allegedly accused, uh, you know, faked, how do I say this? She lied about Candy Burris, one of her cast members, attempting to drug and rape another cast member and she spread this lie allegedly and everyone blamed it on Portia her other cast member and then at the reunion it came out that it all came from Phaedra so that got her fired from the show it was a really ugly exit 
I know that I am going to put that aside when I talk about her on this show, yeah. but I want, you know, people to know that I, I'm aware of that and, you know, I, 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 I don't know if it's okay to like her again, <laughs> um, but I have to say I do. Like on this show, she's been so funny, so amazing. Like her, just her little remarks, her facial expressions, all so good. And, and she's, she's our third trader. Yes, she is our third trader. Yeah. She's just made for this. Yeah. And I mean... Yeah. What are your thoughts? I know you're not familiar with her, so. So yeah, I didn't know all the background there, but I have really enjoyed watching her on the traders. I feel like she just like all of her comments, and she just seems to be really smart and good at playing the game. Um, and so like no one's suspecting her at all mm -hmm. at being a trader, which is obviously a good thing. Um, so I feel like she's gonna definitely make it far in the game, and she's also not afraid to like kill people off or like backstab, backstab people it seems like so yeah. overall like I think she makes for a great trader for this season yeah when she was like you know you're gonna love these people but they all have to die yeah <laughs> <laughs> she knows the game and yeah. she's just playing it yeah exactly and yeah. Phaedra comes into this with a couple of friends she's known Sheree Whitfield from you know Atlanta Housewives for a long time and she also knows Tamara they were on a girls trip together a couple years ago so she comes into this with a couple of friends and so she's you know well connected and um seems like everybody really likes her and yeah um I think even if she wasn't a trader I don't think that she would be going out anytime soon yeah. so I think she's gonna be in it for quite a while yep uh, next, we have Sandra Diaz Twine, uh, Queen of Survivor, double the only two time Survivor winner. And she, uh, I think, is playing a really great game so far. It seems she has a lot of sway. You know, when um, uh, when Max was eliminated, a lot of people, it seemed like, kind of eh, not blamed it on Sandra, but said, like, you know, we listened to you. Like, when you really accused Max, like, that convinced me. And so it seemed like a lot of people kind of look to Sandra for guidance on what she thinks. And so that can be a great position. That can be a little bit of a dangerous position. If you sway people in the wrong direction enough times, they're going to stop believing you and they might start to be suspicious of you. So, you know, I don't know if that could eventually backfire on her. But right now, it seems like she has a lot of a lot of minions, a lot of soldiers who are willing to to do what she says. Yeah. And I feel like Sandra has that power, just like people believe her. Like her strategy obviously has gone her far enough that she's one survivor twice. So people know that she's uh -huh. smart um, and good at playing these games. So I think that's why people want to listen to her. And her strategy on Survivor has always been anyone but me, which I think yeah. is a really great strategy in this game too. You yeah. know, if it's if people are looking another direction, yeah, go with it. And you know, give your opinion, maybe slightly bring up someone else's name so it seems like you're looking at multiple options and you know mm -hmm. being helpful but be willing to go with whatever the wind blows I feel like that's a good way to play this game and I feel like Sandra's doing a really great job of that and you know she came into this with a little history with Parvati they got into a little bit of a social media spar uh last year uh but it seems like they were very quickly able to make up in the first episode and yeah bury the hatchet so we'll see yes uh next we have she by sheree sheree whitfield um known from real houses of atlanta 
A charade, I feel like I'm actually a little bit impressed by Sheree. I didn't think she would be very good at this game. I feel like she was, I thought she was going to be kind of the Quentin, mm -hmm. where she was so convinced every week of something and it was totally wrong. Mm -hmm. And that feels like that just kind of tracks for Sheree's personality to me. Yeah. But she seems to be doing pretty well. I feel like she's pretty smart and um, and seems to be... You know, like when, for instance, uh, I think it was Larsa maybe who's, oh no, it was MJ who says like, oh, we, you know, we kind of have to look at the quiet people and whatever. Like, you know, Sharepa, well, I'm quiet. Like, I feel like she's, uh, she's not just going with what everybody else thinks. Like, I feel like she's kind of has her own opinions and, and, you know, is able to kind of stick by them. So I yeah. kind of, I like that in a player. Yeah, no, I like her so far. I didn't know her at all before this season. So I'm enjoying watching her. It's like, see, like, it's like you're saying, like, she's friends with Phaedra and, and Tamara. So it's like they kind of have that, like, housewives group. Yeah, people. yeah. Um, So it's fun to see that. But I like her. She's doing pretty well so far. And she also really stood up for Peppermint. Yeah. I think of it. Like, she didn't just kind of go with everybody being suspicious of her because of Trishelle. Like, she actually, she was there and she, you know, said, I didn't think it was suspicious. So, yeah, I, I actually... It didn't go a long her. way, but... <laughs> no, but I think that it, it showed that she's not just going with the majority every time, yeah. no matter whether she actually believes it or not. Like, she's actually opinionated and uh you know i think she i could see her last in a long time actually yeah um next we have tamra judge uh from real Hustlers of orange county tamra so far i feel like her big moment was uh withdrawn <laughs> um with his breathing difficulties I, I thought it was so funny when she was testing him when they were running in the second <laughs> challenge and it was like John, you know, I'm having a little trouble breathing. Do you have an inhaler? <laughs> like that was a funny way to to kind of test him and see if he uh, you know, had needed it and actually had one on him. Um, so that yeah, that was funny. But um I, I feel like otherwise I don't think anyone's suspicious of Tamara. Um she, yeah. you know, uh, it seems like people are getting along with her and um aren't too suspicious of her being a traitor so you know i know that she is having a little bit of medical issues while filming this she obviously sat out of the first challenge um so i don't know if she, i kind of was under the impression coming into the season that she maybe had to be sent home early so i don't know if that happens like i'm not spoiling anything because i literally have no idea um but I guess I wouldn't be surprised if at any moment they say that Tamara had to be sent home. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that I think she goes far because I just, I, I think it's maybe more likely that, that she doesn't, but not because she's actually eliminated. But, I, you know, excluding any of that, uh, I think that she has potential to go very far, um, just game-wise. I, I think that she is in a good place, so. Yeah, I agree. I've enjoyed watching her. I feel like she's like entertaining to just have on the show because she's not being like too much of like mm -hmm. people aren't thinking she's a traitor so mm -hmm. that's a good thing um so she'll probably make it pretty far i would say yeah i agree um and then last but not least we have trishelle from real world las vegas originally has also done a few seasons of the challenge um I, look trishelle i think 
put herself in a precarious situation with the peppermint vote because she really, really spearheaded that and she was wrong. So that's not a great position to be in. Um, but hopefully she's learned from that and takes a little bit of a step back. And, you know, that's not to say that she doesn't have opinions going forward, but maybe don't quite go on such a witch hunt and like tunnel vision for one person. I think it's always good to kind of keep an open mind. Yeah, I agree. I feel like now after that first episode, we haven't really seen or second episode when it happened, Mm -hmm. uh, a ton of this stuff go down um so like with with trisha like i feel like she's kind of taking a backseat a little bit so we'll see if that continues um because she doesn't want to be seen as the one who always gets it wrong right exactly um okay so that's our cast now any predictions for the rest of the season now before we do that um a breaking i guess news um just in the last couple of hours before we were recording this um, a new trailer for the rest of the season came out mm-hmm. that showed two surprise appearances. Dr. Will Kirby from Big Brother, a uh, legendary winner of season two, and um, was also on Big Brother All-Stars with Janelle. Um, he makes a little surprise guest appearance. He's not a contestant, but he, I think, is like maybe hosting a challenge or something like that, kind of like you see on Big Brother sometimes, yeah. where former players or whatever come back to host things. Um, but that's a huge get for the traders, I feel like. Too. He's a, he's such a big name and somebody who really doesn't do everything he's asked to do. Like, he's not somebody who's chomping at the bit to come back. You know, he hosts the roundtable at Big Brother every year, the jury roundtable. But other than that, you really don't see him a lot on shows like this. And um, I really, really hope Janelle's still there uh, when Dr. Will, because they had a little showmance in their season oh. of Big Brother All-Stars. And um, she ended up voting or getting him voted out of that season uh, at Final Four. So I really, really hope to see a little reunion between them. Um, So I'm crossing my fingers. I don't know when he comes in, but I hope Janelle's still there. I really, really do whenever it is. Um, But then the second bigger uh, surprise that we have the return of Kate Chastain coming up. Yes, I'm so, so excited. In episode five, apparently she comes into the game. She is a contestant. Um, we don't know whether she's a faithful or a traitor. I don't know if she's replacing someone who has to leave. Um, you know, we've seen, I would say there's kind of two possibilities in my mind as to who she's like replacing. Mm-hmm. It could either be Tamara because of her medical issue that I know she came home and had to go to the hospital. Um, you know, I don't know if she left early to go home. It could have just been when she was eliminated that she had to go. But I know that, you know, she obviously sat out the first challenge. And so there's the possibility of that. Or we've seen Deontay wanting to quit. And I wouldn't be shocked if he quit. And then they brought in Kate to replace him. So either way, we will know by episode five, which makes me think that in the next episode, we will see somebody leave beyond just getting killed or banished. Okay. And then Kate will come in the following episode to replace him. That's my guess. Yeah. No, those are two very possible options. So we'll just have to wait and see, which will happen next week. So we'll hear. Yeah, soon. exactly. We'll, we'll probably know by next week or certainly the following. Uh, well, because it's Kate only now in. one week episode at a time. Now right, up. Okay. right, right, right. So Thursday, um, Thursday night at 8 o'clock Central, yes. we will have the episode four. And then Kate comes in the following week, episode five. Gotcha. Okay. 
Well, I'm excited for that. Um, but I feel like this season, there's just so much that you don't know what's going to happen yet. But in general, with what we know, like from what we just saw at the very end of this episode, we have to see someone get poisoned. And from the people who were in that room, I feel like my initial thought that it was, um, I can't, what's her name? I can, I, I can sue. Mm. Yeah. Like I like was about to say, I forgot how to pronounce her first part of the name. I can sue. Um, because she was like looking in that way. And Interesting. Okay. She also, but I don't know if that's who it's going to be, but that's just my prediction right now. No, I could see that. And I could see that as kind of like blame it on Janelle. Yeah. But I don't know that Dan would do that to Janelle, but it's really Parvati in that moment that yeah. has all the power because mm-hmm. they didn't really get a chance to talk about it. And so she could make that decision without Dan or Phaedra knowing. And so, okay, that's a possibility. I think my first thought was Bert. Because I feel like Bernie, uh, <laughs> only because I feel like you could convince him to drink it, yeah. like, so easily. I don't think you really have to, like, try too hard to convince him to drink it. So I think in the moment of desperation, that's true. I feel like I could see her just saying, like, okay, I'm I'm just going to go with Bernie. Like, he's in the room. He, you know, I, I, I just feel like he's not that close with, well, I feel like he's kind of close with Phaedra, but, like, I feel like she'll be okay with that. Like, you know, they, she, Phaedra didn't want Sheree to go obviously so like you know it, it, I feel like if she has to lose Bergie she has to lose Bergie but um that was my thought but I, you could totally be right or it could be someone totally out random we have no idea yeah but um, I'm excited to see what happens next week I am too uh well thank you guys for listening we will certainly be covering more traders as the season progresses and we hope that you all are watching along with us and give us your thoughts on the season and predictions and we will chat with you guys next week bye everyone bye